God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? Everybody, well, welcome back to Life on Purpose. We are happy to be here. We hope that you're happy to be here. I would assume that since you had to go to click something and download something, we assume that you're happy to be here as well. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for partaking in this program with us. Yeah. Without you, it would just be us having a conversation between the four of us, which you've realized by now is still a pretty good conversation. So, <laughs> no, um, it's true. You know, you know, that whole thing of like, man, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in a conversation between Mike Clayton and Daniel Clayton and Dave Covert and Ryan Cribbs. I'm sure you've had that thought. I'm sure that someone has had that thought. And here you are, a fly on the wall. So welcome to Fly on the Wall Life on Purpose. <laughs> uh, we missed a week, but we're happy to be back. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. How are y'all? Good. Uh, Great to get this thing back up and going again. Yeah, well, I'm trying to breathe. Um, my apologies to everyone last week for not having a program. Uh, it was not these guys. Uh, it was it was it was mine. Uh, my wife is actually out of town for three weeks, uh, dealing with a sister and brother-in-law who um, have had some very difficult health uh, health problems, and so uh, Kathy's the one that's up in Pennsylvania taking care of them right now. So uh, my head was just not really in it last week. So. Uh, thank you guys for your understanding. If you don't didn't have any understanding, then I was uh, I didn't thank you. I guess because <laughs> you didn't have any understanding for me to thank you for. But you well, should have had. You know, you should have had understanding okay. so I could thank you. Yes. Well, it's okay. You know, um, that's the beautiful part about uh, walking our walk with people is that mm -hmm. you know none of us have to be one hundred percent one hundred percent of the time. You know, we uh we bear each other's burdens, like like the word says. So that's yep. that's part of what we're doing here. It goes without saying, so, guys, too, that uh yeah. if you're if if you're watching this and you see this, yeah, life is life happens to all of us, and sometimes there's things outside of our control. We again appreciate your prayers in this, and especially yeah. with Mike Clayton, as they are going through some stuff right now. And we appreciate those prayers, and we appreciate that you guys have been praying for us, and we just love that you do that. And again, you can reach us at uh, on purpose uh, life on purpose at mail.com yep. again because we love reading your emails oh on, on purpose. purpose i messed that up yep, oh, that's regular on purpose. <laughs> i'm so about the whole life thing <laughs> life smacking you in the face and everything so anyway. see he did that on purpose so you will remember to go on purpose and email on right. purpose there you on go, purpose. There you go. Yep. all see? planned yeah there is a all method planned. to my madness <laughs> and I'm not I'm not winking right now, right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, it's good though. You know, okay, so I, I said this to some people the other day. Whoever said uh there's one in every crowd has never been in our crowds. <laughs> no, no, they have been. It just it's just a different interpretation of the saying, you know. So so in our crowds it would be there's only one normal person in every crowd it's only one yeah oh that's the boring one that? yeah exactly the one no you know it's like yeah yeah whatever hmm. all right guys let's get this thing on track hey last time that we spoke we talked about focusing on the destination but um you know there's kind of a fine balance here because as we're focusing on the destination we still got to be watching where our feet go 
Um, mm. I remember as uh, as a teenager, grew up in North Florida, and uh, I, I didn't I wasn't around sports at all. I have no idea about of anything regarding sports really, uh, except for my granddad. Uh, our sports were hunting and fishing. And uh, Ryan, I think you'll appreciate this. The only reason for fishing season was to clean your gun. Okay, get you back through <laughs> to right. uh, to hunting season. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, hunting in North Florida, uh, out, you know, whether quail hunting or deer hunting or all those things that we were doing, uh, you can keep your your uh, your eyes on the destination, get bit by a rattlesnake. That's right. Mm. So how do we balance the keeping our eyes on the destination without getting bit by a snake, like the serpent that was like in the garden, maybe? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Speaking of fishing, by the way, uh, you know, that being the season you clean your guns, that's the way I fish too, is like the two uncles on secondhand lions. You remember that movie where they're standing in the water shooting <laughs> yeah. the fish with shotguns? <laughs> he says, you cover him, I'll reload. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, yeah it's such a good one. So, um, when you brought up this no, topic, no, go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead, right. Okay. Oh, no, I was, I was going to, oh, who's going? Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. So, one thing I was going to, I was, that just came to my mind was, um, you know, some, some refer to it as Lord's Prayer, some refer to it as the Disciples' Prayer, but, you know, the, the essence of the, answer to the question is to okay i'm going to rephrase the question in a different way if we have a question about how to do something the correct way the first answer is yeshua you know he it's amazing how many examples he gave us and how many you know whether it was parables whether it's just accounts of what he did and who he spoke to and how he spoke to them all that kind of stuff there's so much that we can look to him for in a very practical way and, and just what is available in the scripture. And so, you know, the first answer is, okay, well, is there an example of how Yeshua walked this out? And so, you know, I find it very interesting that the prayer, the only prayer that he taught to people mm -hmm. was an incredibly, incredibly simple one. It takes up three and a half verses, basically. And it's it's all about the kingdom. And so I feel like the kingdom might also be part of that answer because the kingdom is, yes, it's about something that's out there. It's about something that's not here yet, but it's also about kind of actively reaching toward that kingdom and bringing it here. And so it's not just that you're looking for something. It's that you are, you're active and participating in establishing what is in the heavens currently on this earth, like preparing the ground, preparing the ground that you're walking on mm -hmm. for the kingdom to come. That's very good. Right. So immediately when you brought up this topic, I was recalling over the this past uh, Shabbat and this weekend, uh, we were in a class, Dave and I and the rest of our family with Rico Cortez, whom I'm sure you know most people listening will know. If you don't know who Rico is, go. He's got some great teachings on the temple and a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, you should know who Rico is, is what I'm saying. Just like you should know who Mike Clayton yeah. is, you should also know who Rico Cortez is. <laughs> he said something interesting that I had never thought about. It never crossed my mind. And that was the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. 
Look at all the things that they complained about. What was the one thing they never complained about? The walk. Why weren't they like, we're so tired of walking. Why do we have to walk so far? Our legs are tired. You know, why don't you give us donkeys and camels to ride? The reason being is in their past in Egypt, what were they doing? Stomping in mud pits. So their pre-deliverance circumstance led to the very vehicle of their freedom. Hmm. And the way that really it spoke to me was oftentimes, especially in the Hebrew roots movement, and Daniel, you just kind of hit on this, preparing the way. Sometimes it feels like it can get stagnant, if that makes sense. Like, where mm-hmm. are, are we doing enough? You know, is this mm-hmm. moving forward? Is the message yeah. getting out? Are we growing mm-hmm. the kingdom? You know what yeah. I mean? And you can you begin to feel like sometimes you're, you're walking in circles, like we talked about on, on the last podcast, one leg shorter than the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember that the situation that God has put you in is to prepare you for the the journey. Mm. This may well be your mud pit. <laughs> yeah, that always uh, sucks to hear. Yeah, what you're wallowing in right now—that's uh, that's a part of the destination. Like yep. uh, that always uh, that that that's hard to hear. I think that. Uh, you're right. You're right, Daniel Ryan. Like that, that whole idea of understanding that sometimes what you're going through and then realizing, like you said, Daniel, bringing, uh, I'm thinking about Moses. I'm thinking about people that had those visions to seeing what the kingdom could look like and then copied it, brought it back, copied it and said, okay, this is what I saw. This is what we're going to do. And this is how it's going to be done. Getting those glimpses and just making the effort and step forward towards that. And, and, you know, like you said, like really the end and all be all of this conversation is Yeshua, just period. Bar none, Messiah, that's it, done. That's it, that's it folks, so we're done today. Really, that's it. And if you want biblical verses, I mean, it's everywhere. The first ones that come to mind are uh, Psalm 119, right? Light unto my path, right? I think that was, that's kind of screaming at me this entire time. It's like yeah, that's yeah, screaming yeah. at me like crazy. And then if that isn't clear enough, you do the uh, John 1, right? he was the word and the word was God. And right. And then you mm-hmm. realize that saying that light into my path, the word is light into my path. Same thing. Just, it's the same thing. It's a foundation. It's hard though, to, especially if you're coming from a place of, you think, you know, how things should go. I think that I've actually, I'm setting this up because now I'm kind of, I've been thinking about this. You, you get into like a, um, you start finding yourself in like a channel, right? You find yourself in a place where like, okay, this is my thing. This is, this is what God's blessed me to do, or this is what, this is what it is. And sometimes you got to go back and check to make sure that's actually going to fit what the vision is, what the kingdom vision actually is. Cause you think this is kingdom. This is it. This is it. And then double back and going, Whoa, hold up. Is this real? Is this his kingdom or is this my kingdom? That can that can kind of hurt, <laughs> and you have to double check mm-hmm. that a little bit and humble yourself. So, so in that in that prayer, and uh, yeah, it, it is the you know is the it is the prayer of Yeshua teaching the disciples how to pray. 
uh, which is, is fascinating. I mean, I, I think that this should be a part of every single person's daily prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be Absolutely. a great assignment for people out there. You you want to know how to pray? Well, <laughs> you know, you don't have to ask, okay? It's, it's there. It's already there. But when he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in the heavens, um, somehow we, you know, I was in Israel. I'll give you an example. I was in Israel recently and uh, was up in Itamar with some friends of mine. And we, it was three o'clock in the afternoon. So we did the, the we recited the Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And at the end of it, I said, and may your kingdom come soon in our day. And the person said, yes, a great prayer, but understand his kingdom is already here. See, if, if, if we are in Messiah, then we in receiving Messiah have received a coming kingdom that's already here in us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if we walk toward the destination, then we are walking out his kingdom while we're getting there. Does does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to. And what I mean by that is in our walking, despite sometimes it's challenges, like I've mentioned before, our ultimate goal is to gather as many people as we can to walk with us through this, because you know, this is supposed to change the world. It's supposed to repair the world. Tikkun Olam, correct? Mm-hmm. If we're not walking in such a way that it is gathering people to it, and you know, letting our lights shine, like you know, we really should be the. We should be everywhere. We should be in music. We should be in politics. We should be, you know, what I mean. We should be acting in such a way that it's actually going and infesting the world with the things of God, the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. So in uh, what I uh, what we use this uh, past Shabbat uh, before we before service, we have a men's prayer group. And um, we were talking about, are you being influenced or are you being an influencer? Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, just yeah. what you're talking about, Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, David, I like that you brought up, uh, you know, Psalm 119, because it, it almost implies, be, you know, an answer to the original question, like how do you avoid being bit by a snake while you're, you know, walking? Because the verse is, you know, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And it's like, and so that very thing is saying that there's light on the feet and there's light on the path. Right. So like you have to pay attention to both of them. So that's kind of interesting that it, it actually separates those two things. Like they both need to be paid attention to. Each step needs to be paid attention to. And the path in front of you needs to be paid attention to. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that prayer, it's, you know, if you break it down, like just how Yeshua says, you know, he's he's giving you the contrast of who not to be like, like, don't be like the ones that babble on, you know, think that, mm. you know, God will hear them better if they, if they, you know, say more words. Yeah. You know, I think Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, like essentially, you know, paraphrasing, let your words be few because he is God and he knows. And so Yeshua gave this very simple prayer you know, this declaration, you know, this set apartness, this, you know, viewing and, you know, establishing. And so, um, you know, Dad, I think it was you who mentioned, uh, you know, how 
you know, if you kind of strip this down to its original language, it's not a, you know, may your kingdom come. It's a kingdom of God come. Like it's, it's a declaration. It's an invitation, really. And, um, you know, it's so true that, you know, Yeshua said, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know, he didn't say it was, he didn't give a time. He didn't give like a space, but there's the implication like it's, it's right in front of you. You know, it's within your grasp. And we, as his people, should be establishing that kingdom in every way we can. You know, Ryan, I love, I love what you're saying. Like, you know, we should be in all these aspects of the world. And so, um, you know, just, just affecting it. Right, like Mike, you just said that whole idea of are you going to be influenced or be the influencer? I think that's exactly what that Psalm 119 you're talking about, Daniel, like elaborating on more. That's the whole idea. Are you going to choose to just let someone else's light light up your path and that the, the shadows that it mm-hmm. casts will allow for that rattlesnake or whatever to find a way to bite you or finding that eternal light, the the, the best light you could have shining your path? I think we're looking at these in a metaphoric way, but I think that that's something that is, I think that the hard part looking at this is the accountability part, I think is always the thing that's going to be the why we would rather look at, have another light versus his light, because his light shines forth and it's also going to aim at you too. It's going to see where are you going? Check yourself. I think that if I, because that that was the same thing we just, it's amazing how sometimes this podcast will line up with some things that we're currently seeing. And so it's amazing that this happens. And the same question was asked, like you guys were just talking about that whole idea of why are we not doing this? Why are we, why are we just wanting to be influenced by things? Use your words, Mike, like, why are we just wanting to be influenced and not actually influence the things around us? Why is is that? Is the kingdom influence? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, um, a, a theme in my house that we've just kind of, you know, Lord's been speaking to us recently has been neediness. Um, mm. And, you know, the question we started with is, you know, how do we avoid getting big in our walk? And answer is a very simple answer for us, you know, relationship. But it's not just some statement. It's not just some, you know, sentence we're saying like, you know, oh, this is the formula for it. It's like, no, we each and every one of us have to come to a place of acknowledging our need, like our absolute, uh, you know, mm. un, unsatisfiable, if that's a word, need for Yeshua. And so <laughs> dad's smiling because I think he knows, he knows what I'm going to say next. Um, and, you know, he, Yeshua said, you know, to become like children, you know, mm-hmm. the, the greatest in the kingdom of God shall be the children. Um, and children are not afraid of their neediness. Yeah. You know, they need a snack and they need to go to the bathroom and they need this. And so, you know, to, to the extent my, my number two, Phineas, he is wonderful. I love him so much. And he has this rabbit. It's a stuffed animal rabbit. Like he has clung to this thing since he could cling to something. And so the other night, it's one of the only nights you know, very rarely that Peter, our, our newest one, didn't wake up at night. And so Phineas, you know, they take turns waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, you know, so Phineas decided that he needed to get up that night. So he comes in to my room at 2 a.m. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, did he, did he go to bed maybe? Does he like, you know, just can't find anything, whatever. He's like, I can't find my rabbit. 
So 2 a.m., he comes into my room and wakes me up because he needs his rabbit. But here's the thing. He's not afraid of his neediness. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that walk, that lamp shining on our path, we have to acknowledge our need for him to shine his light on our path. Like that is what, that is the answer is our neediness for him. Like that's the only way that, you know, I, I said this on Shabbat too, like this American Western mindset of like independence and, you know, pride essentially and all these kind of things, like they are not, to, to, you know, maybe to some extent, but for the most part, they are not kingdom principles. You know, kingdom principles are community and kingdom principles are dependence upon the king. And that's just something that we don't really have a grasp for in our culture. Um, this whole concept, and you just hit on it, Daniel, and it, it brought up something else that, that was talked about. Um, why in the time of Messiah did Gentile Romans accept the message of a Jewish Messiah and then be willing to die for it with great fervency. And one of the things that was brought up, and it goes back to the whole lamp to their feet and the idea of this torch, is in that day when a new king would come to power, it was expected that he would perform social reform. Mm-hmm. meaning he would set captives free. He would send those captives back to their native home, and he would fund them in the rebuilding of their temple. And so throughout the holdings of his land, he would go, he would send messengers, and they would take a, a notice, and they would paste it at the city gates, and they would put up a banner And oftentimes that banner would have a burning torch on it and it would symbolize to it all those that were there that were slaves to that current system that they were now free and could now return and serve their God in their land as one people. So then Yeshua is crucified. The burning torch is put at the city gate so that all people will see that the new king has been crowned, his messenger has been sent, the lamp has been lit. And so for those of you who are in the world that are listening to this podcast, the king has taken his throne, the lamp is lit at the gate, you are now free, and he Mm -hmm. will rebuild his temple so you can go and worship him there as one people. Mm. That is the influence, and they recognize that in that day and that's why they were willing to to die. It, it fit the narrative that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. It spoke to them in that time, in their language, in the traditional way. Um, I guess so. My, my next question is, how can we carry that forth as a light in this day, in the modern times? Does that make sense? How can we be that messenger? Yeah, that, yeah. L- yeah. Let me let me do something really strange, and I want to just put a verse in here. By the way, Ryan, mm-hmm. because you just explained a verse. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. You just you just did a great job of explaining it. Uh, Isaiah chapter 62. For Zion, or Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Yerushalayim's sake, I will not rest. Until her vindication shines out brightly and her salvation like a blazing torch. Mm, wow. Okay, now, now let, let me just, okay, this is the kingdom, okay, because it, it goes on, says, the nations wow. will see your vindication, and all kings your glory, then you will be called by a new name, which Yudhe himself would, will pronounce, and it goes on from there, but I understand, this word is, until her vindication shines out brightly, and her Yeshua, like a lapid, that's the Hebrew words, her hmm salvation like a blazing torch that is great wow. that is yeah so there's the there's the lamp onto your feet that's part of your freedom mm -hmm. so, so let me mm -hmm. ask a question in this let me tie some things together and of course you guys know that this program's not going where we thought it was going to go uh, never surprise, does surprise surprise uh, sorry <laughs> yeah, I have I have four programs I do every week, and none of them go where I think they're going to go. I think there's a track record <laughs> the there. Course. Yep. Um, Daniel, afraid of our neediness. What is the witness of Messiah? What is the witness? What is the testimony of us in this world and his kingdom flowing through us, except for the when, I'm not saying this well, when we get over our fear of asking him, because we think we're bothering I've been a pastor, this, this year will be 30 years of ministry for me, full-time. Uh, October 17th will be 30 years. I have had, I don't know how many people, I mean, I've, I've, I've been out there traveling everything and I've had so many people have said, Mike, I was going to call you. I had a need, but I didn't want to bother you. Mm. How many people are holding back the witness of the kingdom because they're afraid to admit their need to the father and open the, the doors, the windows, the floodgates? Mm -hmm for him to pour through them to be their witness. Mm -hmm. I'm done. If there was if there was one thing that could change every single person, it would be the realization of how much the father loves them because he's not afraid of our mess. You know, he he yeah. so, you know, we heard a really good um analogy recently where like your mind and your heart is like it's like a garden. And so you have this this plot of land that you have set apart for a garden. And it's like the father comes in to your heart and the father comes into your garden, but it's like, you just want to show them the areas that look good. You're like, okay, yeah, come over here. You know, I just built some new raised beds. you know, like I got all organic dirt in there and you know, brand new plants and they're starting to fruit and come over here. And I got like my, my bean poles up here and they're growing in really good. And I got some, you know, really, you know, nice fertilizers. I'm putting on those, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, he likes that. He likes to see where we are succeeding and where we're doing well. But where he really wants to be is the back, the nasty, overgrown, weedy, 
thorny stuff that we don't want anyone to see that we have like locked behind gates and fences and all that stuff that's where he wants to be like he wants to get his hands in the nasty dirt and in the thorns and getting scratched up and you know bleeding and just he wants to get in there and yank that stuff out of there like that's where he wants to be more so than the areas of our hearts that are doing well and I believe that, you know, and, but, you know, how can we, how can we, how we need to allow him to do his work. Mm -hmm. That's the work he wants to do in us, but we can't do that. You say that he would shed his blood for us. You know, I was, I was, yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, yeah. So you're right. Oh, go for it. I was just going to throw in there to kind of piggyback on what you're both saying. The whole idea of like, you know, I don't want to cry out on him because I don't want to, you know, bother him. I don't want to. He literally gave his only begotten son just so he could get you back to commune with you. So he could create that space where you could once again be in his presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a heavy cost. Mm-hmm. You're not bothering him. That's literally what he he bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. is the ability that ability mm-hmm. so in a way it's kind of like going back against the terms of the agreement if you think about it it's so it's like the whole point is to ask be comfortable with the asking for the need because that's what it's all about like that analogy that that's a really awesome analogy about the whole garden thing because isn't that where we actually all all of our origin origin comes from adam and eve being in a garden so to think about that in a way of your life is like a garden. The master gardener is going to come and go, this is awesome. I'm so happy that you're doing so good. Let me help you with this other stuff. Or like, what about the flower beds that aren't growing anything? You're trying and trying and nothing's growing, right? That kind of stuff. That's where he just flourishes in that. And it's that you get comfortable once you do start to ask that need. Now, this is just for everybody that's listening. That When you start getting comfortable with asking for a need, it starts to snowball. And it's really awesome when you start to realize that you can actually ask for those things. And because you know that you haven't asked anybody, that he takes care of it. Or if you're actually willing to have the courage, you're actually willing to have the courage to ask somebody else for help. Mm -hmm. Like Mike, you talked about how, oh, I was meaning to call you. I just didn't want to bother you. It's like, what are you talking about? That's, this is what, this is what God has me here for that alone. And it's not that it's your fault. It's that, it's just this notion. It's just this idea that people think that you can't do that. And it's like, I got quite a few people that I have enjoyed praying for that I've enjoyed as friendships go. And I just always remind them, Hey, you can always just call. I'm not going to judge you. Seriously. Just call. I'm not going to say no, nobody seriously. Mm-hmm. Just call me. If you ever have an issue, ever just need mm-hmm. just to talk to somebody and getting comfortable with talking to people like that and go, I'm not going to think any less of you. Cause I know my father didn't look any less at me when I deserved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in a way, I'm giving another, just another email, just me, send us an email. If you just want to talk about something, or if you want to be prayed for, or just to throw things out at us, that's okay. Go for it. Don't be shy. Just send it, a, send us an email or yeah. we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. As, as a pastor, I've looked at these people and I guess I sometimes, you know, I, I know I can be pretty blunt and, um, I just, I've worked, I've tried to work on that. I, I literally, I really have. Um, 
but I mean, somebody says, you know, I didn't want to bother you as I like, okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, is my title pastor? Um, then that is kind of like what I do for a living is, mm -hmm. and what I do as a calling, not just as, for a living, but as mm -hmm. a calling, you know, I put myself in a position for people to bother me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, to go back a few weeks ago, I think Daniel, you said that Messiah, uh, made the creator accessible mm -hmm. in the garden, back to the garden, sin made the creator inaccessible to mankind. Yeah. Messiah makes the creator accessible to mankind. So basically the, the verse you quoted there, Ryan of John three sixteen, we could retranslate that a little bit and say that he sent his only begotten son so that he could be bothered again by us. <laughs> right? I like the Mike Clayton version the best, I think. So yes. far. you know, and when you when you call it out for what it really is, like if we don't cry out and reach out and acknowledge that, then we are rejecting his free gift. Oh hmm. mm -hmm. hello. I just got like, run. <laughs> <laughs> straight up rejecting when we decide that we can do it on our own. Neediness is not weakness. Not. You know, the sign of a strong believer is not a life devoid of trials. The sign of a strong believer is one who reaches out and has a connection with the creator that allows them to overcome trial after trial after trial mm -hmm. and to do so with a peace that passes understanding. I would just jump real quick that it was told to me once and I remember it just it made so much sense so maybe someone else will get it from this analogy it is it's like having multiple multiple doors like a house we've talked about it being a garden but it's the same idea wherever you're just not very comfortable with showing that's exactly where God wants to go it's exactly where he wants you to be he wants you just to open that up say here being comfortable with that my lord and it's a, no one's perfect but we always have to keep thinking about if there's an area that you're just like man one day i'm going to deal with that maybe one day i'm going to fix that relationship that's exactly mm -hmm. where god wants to intervene that's exactly where he wants to go oh yeah we're going to talk about the thing oh no we're not going to talk about that you're going to you're going to you're you're upset about such and such okay you're not going to go after that thing that you're just pushing off yeah that's that's one god wants to go after Oof. And his right. mercy is so good to, to even when we reject that free gift, right? His mercy is so good. It's like, nope, I'm on your time. Yeah. He'll wait for us. Like, that's just unbelievable to me. Sorry. But. And, and all that, like, you know, essentially he meets us where we're at. And so, Ryan, going back to your question of, like, how do we, how do we perpetuate that blazing torch that he became, that he set, you know, as the king is here, the captives are being set free. How do we perpetuate that and become a part of that and spread that message? You know, part of it, I think, is kind of what we're talking about, where it's letting his fulfilling our needs become apparent. You know, not, you know, for we need to acknowledge our needs so that he can fulfill our needs. But then we need to tell other people how we were needy and how he fulfilled our needs. Like, 
the neediness fulfilled does not become like a badge of honor or something. It's a testimony to pass to other people. And so, you know, becoming that and meeting people where they are, just like the father met us where we are. So like you're saying, you know, Yeshua, you know, he tied in a way into his death that would make sense to not just the Jews and not just the Gentiles, you know, not just the Jews, but the Gentiles and the Romans as well. And so he, in his vast wisdom and grace, did that so that he could, you know, make known from the moment that it happened that this is for everybody. You know, this is not just for the Jews, you know, as the scripture says, to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles, you know, that's kind of how it played out, but it's for everybody. And so if we do not meet people where they are, as God met us where we were, then we are not forwarding the gift that he gave to us. And that's a tough one. You know, that's probably a program all in itself is how to meet people where they are because it's a slippery slope. You know, it's like, you know, you can go way too far, way too fast on that one. You know, you know, the, the definitely some probable misinterpretations of Paul's be all things to all people, yeah, um, no you know, that mm-hmm. has to be within the yeah. confines yeah. of the scripture, of the Torah, of the commandments, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just meeting people where they are. You're kind of hitting on power of testimony. And I think that that's, that's the idea that you might go, well, why am I here? Why am I doing this stuff? And then you realize that God will start to put you around people. Like you're mentioning briefly that be all, all things to all men, like that idea that within those confines, sometimes the, where you've come from, that's your testimony and you'll get planted in these areas to just shine bright that this is what happened. This is where I'm at power of is in your testimony and it's amazing if you don't know how to tell your testimony you act you do you just gotta think about it a little bit and it's okay yeah absolutely there's no, there's no small testimony it's always amazing y'all are reminding me i kind of a funny story speaking of this and, and sharing our testimony and, and being a light to others and so forth um i was recently impressed by this uh, elderly lady i had gone with my wife to ingles for lunch and as I'm standing in there, they have like the deli area where you've got the fried chicken and stuff. And I'm deciding what I would like to eat. Wait a minute, Ryan. This... You took your wife to Ingalls for lunch. The last yes. of the great romantics. I, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> well, the thing is, is you can, you can get, uh, you know, get lunch, shampoo, and flowers. All, you know, that's all in the same <laughs> spot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> multiple birds with one stone, man. Exactly. Kitty litter. <laughs> yeah, kitty litter. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, we're, we're standing there uh, waiting, and this elderly woman comes in the line behind us, and uh, we get to talking, and she asked me where I'm from, and so on and so forth, and eventually she asked me my age, and I, I tell her, and uh, she offers up. She says, well, I'm 80, and I say, well, you certainly don't look it, and she didn't. She looked much, much younger than 80. She said, well, I play pickleball five times a week, and I said, well, is that the secret, and she said, oh, no. I said, so pickleball is not the secret? She said, no, the secret, young man, is Jesus is Lord of my heart. Is he Lord of yours? <laughs> and I was, I loved just the, the brazenness. You know what man, I mean? that and transition. So, that is, I, I mean, at she, she, that's awesome. She knew how to do it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I looked at her and I said, yes, ma'am, he, he is Lord of mine. And she said, well, good, then you're not going to hell. <laughs> No way. So, 
<laughs> right. I, I, I do have to. I do have to tell you, I was kind of holding my breath there for a moment because, when you, you know, when you said the, this elderly woman, and I, I was waiting for you to give her age, and if it was sixty four or sixty five, I was going to jump through the computer at you. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> No, I wasn't going to do that to you, Mike. No, nah, Ryan wasn't. has portrayed a little more wisdom than that. Over the, over Hopefully the, so. <laughs> Hopefully so. No, the, you know, okay. So, so what I hear you saying, like, if I could, if I could, you know, wrap this in a summary. Yes. If we spent as much time making a one-liner, you know, evangelism grab kind of thing with our testimony as, you know, little high school boys spend on pickup lines then then we're good to go that's a, that's a step in the right direction right just step down this lit path. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's so good though like you know that that's a, that's a really good example of like using your testimony because clearly an 80 year old woman who can play pickleball five times a week i mean i don't think i don't think i could do that you know frankly <laughs> seriously oh man Okay, let, let me. Uh, let me. <laughs> I have to rein this one back in here. What's, now, your, follow, what's your follow up there, Dad? Yeah, what's my follow up? <laughs> is it is it uh, kosher dill pickleball or or sweet uh, bread? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, we were talking about before pickleball, and <laughs> and the romantic dinner at Ingles. Lunch yes. at Ingles. Oh, lunch. lunch. Okay, okay. On, so. Yeah, you're, you're one. We can't like, do dinner at Ingles. No, no. Okay, so you is your that's the line. Is your uh, is your idea of like a a, a royal uh, a royal day with your wife is like Dairy Queen and Burger King or something? <laughs> oh Man. my word! Oh, uh, you did that. Uh, to all the listeners, I'd like to apologize for Mike's pun just then. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on behalf of life on purpose. No. No, okay, no, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna get back on track. Um, we're talking about Matthew chapter six. Okay, the uh, the the disciples' prayer, the Lord's prayer, whatever you'd like to call it there. But uh, I really would like to, to 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 challenge people to read this chapter. Just just read it, okay? Just mm -hmm. read it for. Don't try to figure out the wording, the Hebrew word. Just, just read the chapter mm -hmm. for what it is, and then then. You finish up with his words, but seek first his yeah, kingdom, kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Mm -hmm. So the answer to, let's say that you're having a hard time with your finances, mm -hmm. what's, the, what, what's the answer to that? Seek his seek kingdom. kingdom. You're, you're, you know, you're looking for a spouse. Seek his kingdom. Your, your, your whatever your need is in life, if you seek mm -hmm. His kingdom, you know it's it's the typical human thing is to when we're going through something that's difficult, mm. we're, we got a need, we got we got something going on to back off of. You know, all of a sudden you're you're not going to service, you're you're not hanging out with people that are that mm. are you know th that are godly. You know, because you wow. think that you've got something wrong with you because you have a need. Mm -hmm. No, you, you don't have anything wrong with you because you have a need. You just, this is the time to press in to, to him, 
to other people that are like-minded, people that can pray with you, pray for you, give you counsel. That it, it's not just it's not just you and God. Okay, he he says a, a tricord is not easily easily broken. Mm-hmm. That means that we need each other. There are times, and- guys. I can tell you, uh, I came I, I came upstairs tonight to do this program because of you know things that are going on with with my wife and I know the difficulties she's going through. Uh, I want you you three to know how much I appreciate you because you've lifted me up tonight, and I needed that. Appreciate yeah. you too, Mike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Mike. And yeah, it's it's good. It's always, I mean, I always, you know, whenever we're done here and I go back out, I'm just full of energy and just, you know, bouncing right. off the walls because it's so, it's exhilarating, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. talking about these things with people who put him first, you know, yeah. put him first. And so, but I'm chomping at the bit here at this, at this one kingdom because, you know, think of your favorite place on the earth that you've ever been to, even if it's England. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not gonna live that one down. No, 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 definitely not. No, but you're not just thinking of the place. You're thinking of what it looked like. You're thinking of who you saw there. You're thinking of what you felt there. You're thinking of what what it what it sounded like and what it smelled like and all mm-hmm. these things. And so Yeshua knew that. Yeshua knew that a place has the power to fill your whole being with something more than just the place. And so He did not say. Seek first salvation. Mm-hmm. He didn't say seek first the Torah. He didn't say seek first community. He didn't say seek first any of this stuff. He said seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And if you really break it down, you know, the kingdom was Yeshua's like one message on this earth. Yeah. You know, the first thing that we see him say, you know, after, you know, the, the, um, the instance in the temple with his, with his parents, the first thing we see him say in Matthew four is, you know, like this is, this is his debut message, essentially, you know, he's, you know, roughly 30 years old right here. His debut message, Matthew four, verse 17 is repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm -hmm. That is his debut message. Like you would think like the sermon on the Mount might be his like first thing that he ever did. But it was that sentence, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. And yeah. everything else that follows that is a breakdown and a further explanation and a parable and a picture of the kingdom. Like that's how important that is. In fact, we just um, we just taught our kids uh, that verse because, you know, that's another thing the father's been speaking to us recently is just the kingdom. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty literal dude. And so when I read, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I kind of take that literally, that if we could learn to seek above everything, his kingdom, that, you know, truly everything else that we could think of or ask or desire, or even not even imagine to think of or ask or desire will be added to us. Like, you know, you talk about the legitimate prosperity gospel, like (laughs) that's kind of it, you know, seek first the kingdom and uh, yeah, I'll stop (laughs) for now. Well, you know, it's kind of cliche, or it has become cliche, but the idea of seek and you shall find. Mm-hmm. If you seek it, you'll find it. 
And it may sometimes be in an unexpected place and in an unexpected way, because the father loves to do that. Mm. He loves to use the, uh, the fools to confound the wise, mm. the weak yeah. to confound the strong. Sure does. You know, I had heard, uh, we talked, we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer a lot the, tonight, and I remember hearing someone teach about uh different mindsets and different ways of how prayer like how like if you were to ask anyone off the street like prayer especially if you were just a typical because I, I really think that it's, this is not a dig at anybody it's just that when people say go pray sometimes it's just this okay you just start bearing you laying out your burdens you just start doing all this stuff and you just start putting it out there and i find myself doing that a lot and then someone came across my path and started saying hey change it up slightly, change that perspective, and instead look at the Lord's Prayer. How, does, how is it structured? Of Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. It's immediately focusing on the Father first and foremost, not even don't come with all the, don't do that yet. Just focus on him. That's it. Focus on what his, what his, what his essence, I guess, is what I'm really trying to say. Who he is in your life, if you if you could think of it in that way, in praise. Mm -hmm. I've said this before in this podcast before, but Isaiah 61, with a heavy spirit, when you're feeling down, praise every time. It's literally the formula you look at with praise. I guarantee your perspective is going to change. It will change. Mm -hmm. So when you come at it with that approach, just copying the Lord's prayer, you'll be amazed when you're just focusing on that, how much it almost feels like the problems are being solved or if not, this is, I think the biggest thing as I've grown and matured as becoming an adult, actually becoming into this, that just knowing that the answer is coming is enough for me now. Yeah. Whereas before it's like, I need to know what the answer is right now. And it's like, you know what, knowing that it's coming, knowing that like Ryan, you just said that you, when you seek, you'll find and and you won't expect it when you find it, that You'll just, you'll say, you know what? The answer's coming. I'm just going to keep doing this thing. I'm going to just try to find where my next step's got to go. And if I could just focus on that, then that big thing that I'm thinking about is going to be answered. And I know it's not going to come the way I expect because it literally could be just a random person just meeting in a line at Ingalls, right? It could be literally <laughs> something as simple as that. So I'm wanting to tell everybody like that changed my life when I saw that. Mm -hmm. And my prayer life specifically, it really made an impact. And it really actually, it felt like a lot of things. It changed the perspective a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think, Daniel, you were the one that said uh, about the gospel. Uh, again, I got a verse, uh, a verse that, that sums up what, what is the gospel? Um, mm -hmm. You know, Yeshua said, talked about the gospel, the, the gospel of the kingdom over and over again. And, um, it comes down really to this verse of, uh, is, this is in Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 14, verse 9. Then Adonai will be king over the whole world. On that day, Adonai will be the only one, and his name will be the only name. Hmm. And that's where we're headed to. And so we're yep. told to seek first his kingdom. So... You know, somebody may say, well, well, that, I, I'm doing that. Okay, but can you prove that you're doing that? Mm -hmm. If you were brought forth in front of a judge and jury and the 
the um the accusation against you was this you've been seeking his kingdom would you be willing to give get, would you have proof that 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 you were guilty of that or if somebody said well let's let's um let, let's see your calendar for last week let, let's see your bank account for last month let's see the the people you were hanging around well let's see uh they they didn't attend any services at all didn't didn't you know listen to life on purpose podcast um yeah big points uh, deducted yeah, big yeah. points uh <laughs> didn't you know, didn't read their scripture at all last week mm. uh spent no time in prayer uh okay well here's here's a bank account gave nothing nothing to anything having to do with god uh didn't hang around anybody didn't have a conversation about god well on the charges of being uh, that we accuse you of of being actively involved in the building of the kingdom you're innocent mm. is there enough evidence in your life to convict you of being guilty of trying to live out and build his kingdom upon this earth. Closing thoughts, guys. Well, I think that's a pretty good note to end on, Mike. How that... <laughs> I think we let that one marinate. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely right. is worth marinating over for sure. And that's something that if you can approach your your day, actually, think about it, y'all. Like if you're if you're listening to this and you just heard what Mike just said. Marinate on it, think about it. And then what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. How can you change that? Let's say that they just suspended the sentencing period and said, all right, you know what? We're going to reconvene because some reason. Would you want to try to make an effort to prove that you're guilty of that accusation? Mm -hmm. I know I would if I was innocent. I would want to be proven guilty. So make, make, yeah. make today the day that you decide, you know what? There's something I can mm -hmm. do because even if you're in, I think you, I think you, if you've listened to this podcast and if you know that we've all come from kind of small towns and there's very few people, you can still make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. No matter how many people are in your town, you could still make a huge impact. So I think that we're going to we're definitely marinate on that. I think you're going to see a massive difference in your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Daniel. And I would, yeah, I would actually follow that up with a challenge, you know, like a practice practical example of, of how to do that, of how to be convicted of the thing that you're talking about. Um, you know, we're surrounded by screens all the time. And so I would challenge anyone listening to go one week, starting from whenever you hear this, one week with do not watch any movies, do not watch any TV shows, do not get on social media, one week none of it and instead spend the time that you would have spent on that seeking the kingdom of god and to get it even more practical if you're like man i just have such a hard time praying i don't know how to pray then you know i heard a good acronym that helped me when i was beginning my journey of prayer and it was act a-c-t-s admiration tell him who he is you are the king of the universe you are my father you are my redeemer 
you know, acknowledge who he is. So that's A. C, confession. Get right before him. You know, bring up the things that need to be addressed. Thanksgiving. Just think of the very, the very breath in your lungs and be thankful for it. And then supplications, meaning what you need from him. And don't be afraid of that neediness. That would be my challenge on how to be convicted 101. Wow. And good. when you come back from Worth that it. social media break, listen to next week's Life on Purpose. There you go. That's <laughs> nice segue there, Ryan. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Okay. And remember, guys, that uh, you know, if you wake up at 2 a.m. and you can't find your stuffed rabbit, the father's awake anyway. So you might as well just go ahead and ask him about it because you're not bothering him. The fact is that he has a plan for you and it's uh, plans to um, not for evil, but for good to give you life and purpose. So live your life on purpose. See you next time. We'll see you next week. You got it, guys. You guys. God of the universe, maker of